it's our song again. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited about that song. I think it's because it's a disco song, and we actually do hustle. My husband and I hustle. So it's not my favorite band. Um, but fasting started to rise. People losing pounds. I saw it all around. Bodies are flaming. Full on control. It was so exhilarating when the fat would explode. This Conferno! Fasting Inferno! Fat all out! Alright, welcome to episode 8, week 8 of the Intermittent Fasting Journal podcast slash video. And um, I am excited to be bringing you more results and more listener lessons. So, um, first of all, I talked last week about how I got the app and how I was using it extensively and how much it's been helping me. And so I hope that those of you who are joining me in this journey will get an app and play around with it and see how much it helps you. Some people are motivated by extrinsic, extrinsic motivations like that, and some are not. So um, we'll just have to see. Now, also, um, I wanted to remind you, I know I have their sources at the end, but if you subscribe to DonnaReach.com, that is my blog, then you will get this video slash podcast in a blog post format that has the complete outline and the resources and so on in blog post form. And then it has the, the audio embedded and the video embedded. So you can actually watch or listen there and you can follow along with the complete outline. So those come out a day or two after um, we get them up here. So you can find those there. Uh, also at DonnaReach.com, I have my weekly uh, graphic pictorial, pictorial slideshows where I teach five tips about intermittent fasting in a pictorial slideshow. So the ones that we just had up, I'm trying to think, I don't have my list in front of me. One of the most, uh, some of the recent ones were uh, five ways to uh, recover from a holiday falling off the wagon kind of thing or a vacation falling off the wagon. Another one is five reasons you might love I, uh, daily IF. Another one is, um, Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, and the one that's going up really soon is five ways to keep the fast, five ways to stay motivated. And those are slideshows with uh, pictures, and they just have small amounts of teaching. And I think that they're going to be a real blessing and benefit to a lot of people, um, you know, because we have so much information overload. And I know I do that here on the on the podcast and a video as well. Um, but those are just little short snippets about very, very specific 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 things like one that's getting ready to come up is five um intermittent fasting daily affirmations to say to yourself five ways to open your window foods to open your window with so you're eating windows so they are extremely um um <clears throat> they are extremely uh specific and i think those will be a help to you all right so what i did during week eight was uh speaking of my app was averaging 20 hour fasting windows so um, with that, uh, my app, of course, I told last week how that motivated me because it has the last seven days uh, averages. And so um, that is just really encouraging 
to me to have the the last seven days averages and it is it motivates me to extend my fasting window a little longer um, so that I average whatever I want to average. So like if I see my average the last seven days is like 1850, 18 minutes, 18 hours and 50 minutes. Um, and I want it to be 19. I know that if I just do a couple 20s or a couple 19 and a halves, I'll be able to bring that up. I'm not a mathematician. I already told you I'm language lady. But I, I found that very uh, motivating. So I was able to uh, fast 20 hours uh, average. I learned more about self-talk. Um, some of you might know that I am a Plexus ambassador. And so I teach my team a lot about motivation. And, of course, that carries over into all areas of life. I used to, and I still do, to a large extent, teach homeschoolers about motivation and parents about motivation. And uh, now I teach entrepreneurs and fasters and so forth about motivation. So it's something that really just follows us everywhere in life, and we need it. As a matter of fact, I've been getting some emails from people, messages from people, please help me with motivation. Please help me learn how to stay on this intermittent fasting journey. And I am so thrilled to teach people that because uh, that is uh, that self-government, that self-regulation is something that I've worked on for so, so, so many years. And if you heard my early story in maybe episode one, I didn't understand why I could get self-regulated, have the self-government, have the self-control to do what it took to homeschool seven kids for 32 years and write 100 books but I still couldn't get the self-control that it took to get my weight under control and my eating, to get my self-control in food and um, exercise and so forth. And so that's a whole long story, but I have been on a lifelong journey of self-regulation, self-government. And now I'm putting the final pieces together, so to speak, with me in the area that I never could get it. And so that is just like a dream come true for me. It's a it's a prayer answered, and it started two years ago with Plexus, and it's just continuing even more so with intermittent fasting as um, the empowerment that comes from that self-control. So I am here to help you learn and to teach you and to give you the tips and tricks and tools that it takes that I have found for myself. So I've uh, been learning more about self-talk in teaching my uh Plexus team about it, and I'm going to carry that over today and really focus on it. Um, I've spoken about it here and there. I want to really focus on it in today's episode. Um, then also, I'm happy to report that I'm eating healthier and healthier in my eating window. Um, it, they they said that it uh, would happen, and it has been happening. And it's uh, not to say that I am counting a bunch of things every day and I am, you know, no, 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 no to every food item. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just using, you know, making wiser choices sometimes, also opening my window wisely. I'm going to talk about that today. Opening my window in a wise way that helps me with self-control and also um, throwing in some low-carb days. I want to talk about that too. Um, so with my low carb days, what I, the more I learn about intermittent fasting, the more I understand that, um, why it takes two to four weeks to get yourself into fat burning mode. So I'm sure I explained this before, but I'm going to explain it again right here because it applies to the carbohydrates too. So what happens is you have, uh, glycogen or, um, 
sugar, you know, gly glycogen stored in your body. And I love Dr. Jason Fung's example of this. And he says that that is like, and his books, I, they're in the resources. So he says that is like you having food in the refrigerator. And you easily just open the refrigerator and you get that food out. And you just warm it up or you eat it cold or whatever. And it is readily available. And then he said that those are the, those are the, your first, the first way that you go to get food is in that refrigerator. The first thing your body does to get its, um, fuel is that it uses what you're eating right now and what you have in your glycogen stores. So those are primarily carbohydrates, but proteins can also be converted into your glycogen stores. Fat is not, um, fat is stored elsewhere. And so, um, on your body, right? <laughs> and so, um, with that, it's the refrigerator. So we, what we are doing by eating all the time is we are filling our bodies up with food that we can get right away. We can get into the glycogen stores and we can use it right away. And so we're using the glycogen stores all the time and the fat stays on our body and it doesn't get used. And it's only when you have the severe calorie deficit that your body really says, okay, I'm all out of food. I'm going to use the glycogen stores. If you're on a really restrictive calorie diet, you're all out of that. Okay, now I'm going to use my fat. And that is why people who are on drastically reduced calorie diets eventually lose weight because um, they have nothing else readily accessible, nothing else available in the refrigerator. Okay. And then, but when you get into your fat stores, Dr. Fung says that is like getting into your freezer. And you could, let's link this as a deep freeze down in the corner of the basement. Let's even say it's a cellar. Okay. It's not accessible. You don't want to go down there. You don't want to trek through standing water and, um, you know, cobwebs and mouse traps and everything else to get to the deep freeze to get to open the deep freeze pull something out, then you bring it upstairs and then it's still not available, still not readily available. You still have to defrost it, prepare it, cook it, and so forth. And so that is like our fat stores. So we always, our body always goes to the glycogen and always uses that first. And that makes sense because we are using uh, what is so readily available, like in our refrigerator, All right? And we're not using the fat stores because they're more difficult to get to, they're more difficult to to process and use up and so forth. So when you are on a low carbohydrate diet, and um, I'm talking mostly keto here, I'm talking more like, you know, under 30 or 40 carbs a day. And some people even have to go as low as 20 to get into ketosis. So when you're on a low carb diet, what happens is you're low carb, you're low carb, you're low carb. And so you have, in a keto, you have high fat. So you are not having a bunch of glycogen that's readily available. And so a couple days of keto, you have no glycogen stores left and your body starts burning fat. And that's why when people are really faithful to keto for a month, they can just lose tremendous amounts of weight. Uh, sometimes people, I know a skinny person who lost 15 pounds in one month on keto. She had like 25 carbs a day. She only ate, you know, salad and meat and vegetables and cheese and nuts. 
and she was just really lost weight fast. And she went, I'm talking about going from 130 to 115. I'm talking about very, very small. I'm not, I'm talking about the true last 15 pounds that a person would need to be their ideal, ideal, you know, weight. She's a very short girl. So anyway, what happens with intermittent fasting is a similar process. And this is why those of us who try keto and just, for one thing, I don't like enough of those foods. So those of us who tried keto and, you know, we stayed on during the week, we went off on the weekend, we lost during the week, we gained it back on the weekend, we did it again, we did it again for years. You know that whole saying that says, you know, insanity is doing the same things over and over and over again but expecting a different result? It's like, seriously, you know, we knew, at least I knew, that I wasn't doing this, but yet I kept trying it, right? Um, and it did it did end up in, with some weight loss. It, it did, but it was slow and laborious. Uh, to get that balance, you know, it just isn't, it's not going to come off. And I'm, and you're not probably, if you're not consistent with it, you're not going to lose all the way down to your goal with inconsistent keto. So, uh, with intermittent fasting, a similar thing happens. And this is what's so exciting for those of us who couldn't stick with keto or who do not like the keto foods, um, or who want to be normal sometimes, right? <laughs> who want to order pizza with friends or, um, you know, go to the Mexican restaurant and have chips and salsa or whatever it might be, or maybe birthday cake, heaven forbid. And so for those of us who, who are in that boat, intermittent fasting is just like a low carb diet without being keto. How cool is that? It's like an answer to everybody's prayers, right? And so with, with this approach, what happens is we, don't eat for so many hours. And the longer we go each day without eating, the, the faster we uh, use all the glycogen up throughout the day and move into fat burning mode. So what it is with intermittent, daily intermittent fasting is that if you fast for 16 hours and then you're you're using almost all your glycogen stores, and then the next day you do it again, and the next day you do it again, and the next day you do it again. And before you know it, if you actually pee on one of those strips, you'll be in ketosis. It won't be like the purple, purple, dark purple ketosis, more than likely, but you'll be in ketosis because what's happening is you're not eating low carb, but you're not eating. So during those 16, 18, 20 hours that you're not eating, after a while, you burn through all of your glycogen stores. So you only have what you ate last night left to burn. So you burn what you ate last night in the first 12 hours or 14 hours. You burn all that glycogen off and you start using your fat stores, using your body's fat stores, using your body's fat stores. This is one reason why... Um, because besides the fact that um, it is so easy to stay on intermittent fasting compared to other protocols, but it's also another reason why you shouldn't go off and on. Because what you'll do is if you go off and you eat for like 12 hours every Friday, every Saturday and Sunday. Now, some people can do that if they have a better metabolism. But generally speaking, if you go off and you eat breakfast, you know, you eat regular Saturday, regular Sunday, or heaven forbid, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or as some of us continued on into Mondays, um, you are building up your glycogen stores again. And then you have to get through those days, 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 days until they're all gone. And then you only have last night to burn. And so the reason why so many people, um, some people, add some elements of keto to intermittent fasting is to get into the fat burning faster. 
So in a nutshell, we are like we are on a ketogenic diet once we burn through our fat stores at the two-week mark, the three-week mark, whatever that might be. Sometimes it's only five or six days. And then all we have to worry about is burning what we had last night, and we can burn that in 12 to 14 hours. If you exercise, you'll burn it really fast, even faster, especially um, high-intensity exercises. Um, and then you're going to start burning your body's fat. Then you eat that night, and the next day, after 12 hours, you're done using that up. You start burning your body's fat. And that happens at 12, 14, 16-hour mark. Uh, when your body turns into a, quote, fat-burning machine. So you can see how exciting this is that we are not eating keto. We're eating what we want during our one meal a day, OMAD, during our one, two, three, four, five-hour eating window, but yet our body acts like we are on a ketogenic diet. How cool is that? It's like a miracle, isn't it? So um, I decided learning all about that and also having longer windows on the weekend because I um, have we have three moms uh, between the two of us my husband and I and we're usually with one of them on the weekend and take them to lunch or take lunch over to them or go visit them and have lunch or something like that and then we also have seven grown kids and we're always with them on the weekends doing something a lot of times on Sunday afternoons they'll come for lunch and so forth so because I have a long these longer windows on the weekend I decided you know what I can do low carb for a couple days. I mean, I've done it before for four or five days and didn't die. And <laughs> and I don't like a lot of low carb foods, but I like enough to eat them for a couple of days. So then I just started adding a couple of days of low carb at the beginning of each week. This is completely optional. Like I said, your your body will go into fat burning and burn your body's fat stores and you will lose weight throughout daily intermittent fasting if you don't have any kind of special eating protocol during your eating window okay I want to say that clearly because I don't want in, in teaching people about intermittent fasting I know what it did for me as far as food freedom and I don't want to put anything on people to go back to the way that we just decided we didn't want to be anymore right we didn't want to do count everything measure everything and and live like that and um we wanted to do normal things sometimes right so um i just say that to say i just throw in now a couple of low carb days monday and tuesday or monday and wednesday and then i am able to go into ketosis faster and so i'll see how it works over the next few weeks so that's what I've been doing. Spent a lot of time explaining that, but those are really important concepts to understand because a lot of people think that intermittent fasting and or like extended fasting for those that fast like 36 hours or 48 hours or for those who do every other day where they only eat like 500 calories on one day, then they eat, uh, um, eat regular the next and 500 calories another day and eat regular the next. Um, they, people who don't understand about it or are just learning about it, they think, ah, I get it. You're not eating as much. And they think that the weight loss comes simply from a calorie reduction. And over time, I would imagine that I know I'm eating less overall. Um, I, I, sometimes I think, and, and after you're doing this for a while, you might think this too. I think, you know, used to be if there was leftover pizza the next morning, I might eat a, eat a piece or two. Um, if the kids were here and my daughter made her cookies and they were still here, 
uh, at midnight, I might go out. If I'm still awake, I might go out and get a couple. And so you are drastically reducing your food time. So you will overall, over time, eat fewer calories. So there is an element of that. But the, but, but that's not really what intermittent fasting is all about. It's not just about eating in a small window so I eat less, so I eat fewer calories, and eventually I'll weigh what I need to weigh. Um, I think that would take a really, really long time, like maybe years and years, if you didn't have the element of putting your body into fat burning, using your fat stores, getting rid of those every single day, just burning those off uh, once you are in, um, once you are into intermittent fasting for two to four weeks or however long that takes. So that's another option. So I threw in some low carb days. Um, I've been eight weeks, seven pounds. Um, keeping in mind that one pound, one week was Thanksgiving week and one week was a vacation. Uh, it is much, much easier. I don't, you know, watch the clock all the time. I do play with my app. I'll, I'll be honest. I love to look at it and see where I'm at it. I like, I just like to pick it up and just, oh, let me see here. Where am I? And I just like to come over here to my app and hit zero on there and look and see that I am. Uh, I am having a very slow phone, uh, and I am at um, 18 hours. So, you know, and it's 1.30 in the afternoon, so I'm excited about that. Um, Self-control is amazing. It does get easier and easier and easier. And I, I talked about this before, but I think that those of us who have, you know, I'm 54 years old, so I've done diets since I was 14, maybe even 12, you know, and so I think that after just 40 years of, you know, dieting and counting and everything that it just feels so amazing to be able to do this and to be able to have short-term deprivation. I think most of us can do what it takes to have short-term deprivation, especially when you consider that it's not just eating fewer calories. It's what your body is doing. I told my daughter yesterday uh, that there for a while I would find myself taking bites during my fasting window. And she said, oh, I never take a bite during my fasting window. Ever since I learned what your body is doing, I never take a bite. You know, and that's the, that's the mentality that we can get that can really help us with motivation. I don't want to take a bite of anything because I've already been doing this for 18 hours. My body is now burning its own fat. So I don't want to take a bite of something, a bite of M&Ms or a bite of cheese cracker or a bite of leftover pizza. When my body is doing this, when I just if I just wait two more hours, seriously, why would I do that? And so it's just super motivating and it makes your self-control so much easier and so much better. So what I learned, lessons for listeners, um, the fast is the most important part of the uh, uh, of the equation. When you think about the fasting window and the eating window, the fasting window to me is by far the most important part because the, the longer I go after 16 hours, I know I'm in fat burning. I might even be in fat burning, you know, after my, my low carb day or two, I might even be in fat burning, you know, or, you know, earlier in the week. I don't know. It depends on what my weekend look like. Right. And, and that's another thing, you know, there's no reason to be strict, strict, strict sometimes and go crazy other times because in intermittent fasting, you can eat whatever you want. 
So we get out of the crazy mindset. We get out of the mindset where, um, oh, it's the weekend. I got to eat everything I can because tomorrow I'm back on this. You know, I can have a roll at Texas Roadhouse any day now. So I don't have to pig out on the weekends. And so it will take us less time to get into fat burning mode every week, every Monday, Tuesday, whatever, when we have really come to grips with the fact that we are not going to be crazy part of the time and perfect other parts of the time. We don't have to live that way anymore. So the fast to me is the most important part. That is when you want it to be as clean as possible. You want to drink your water. You want to drink your coffee or your tea, unsweetened, unflavored. Um, Jen Stevens talks about this in uh, Delay, Don't Deny, the importance of the clean fast and how you don't want to do anything that would elicit a an insulin re- uh, uh, reaction or a um, would put your body into a metabolic condition where it's using its normal metabolic process, food, da, 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 glycogen. You want to keep it completely clean so that your body does it, works its magic. So the fast is definitely the most important part. Also, um, what you eat in your window is a small part, but it still makes a difference. So like I said, I am doing a little bit of low carb. Um, I will caution you. I'm going to teach more about this later because I have a whole video on nothing but the, how you how it's really can be detrimental to your weight loss efforts if you kind of keto. So when I say that I'm doing low carb, you know, one or two or three days during my eating window, I'm not talking about handfuls of nuts and six slices of bacon and you know, cream cheese fat balls by the half dozen, um, cr- you know, oil and cream, you know, in a coffee that makes the coffee 800 calories because you can't kind of keto. It's really not a good way to lose weight. You end up with way too many calories and way too much fat for for your body to lose weight. If you're all keto, then that usually works fine for most people, but not to kind of keto. So um, I say that when I say I'm eating low carb, I say that I am, um, you know, eating a eating like for dinner, eggs, low carb toast, uh, turkey, bacon, you know, not that I'm not eating fat, but I'm not eating keto in the sense of I don't know what that might be, 70 percent fat or something like that. Because that is a ton of calories. So anyway, um, so what you eat uh, still makes a difference. So if you eat a little low carb sometimes, or even if you exercise in the morning, or even if you just eat moderate carbs a couple days, you'll have less in your glycogen stores to use up. It'll get used, 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 fat burning. You can see how you can just make yourself burn fat faster. Isn't that cool? Um and then uh, in Mark Sisson's book, and I was going to look it up before I came on, on here, but it's new. It's about the ketogenic diet and fasting. But he talks in that book, I'll put it in the resources. He talks in that book about uh, how what you open your fast with will be what you crave. So going back last week when I talked to people about, you know, I just eat crazy all the time. What am I going to do? When am I going to start eating better? And so on and so forth. This piece of advice was great from Mark Sisson's book. And he says that he believes that what you open your window with will be what you crave. 
And I talked last week about dividing your fast up into three time periods. So you had your appetizer slash snack slash salad, and then you had your entree, and then you have your dessert or snack if you want to eat that much, and depending on how how long your window is. Um, but he talks about how, you know, don't – I talked last week about having the dessert at the end so that appetite correction would set in. From your real food, then you won't be as hungry and you won't be so apt to eat too much dessert or too many sweets and so forth. And then your window will close and you'll be satisfied. Uh, but he uh, brings another good point up, and that is I said don't start with your dessert because appetite correction will not have set in yet, end with your dessert. He says start with something in your when you open your window that you want your body to start craving. I just thought this was pure genius. We have this eating window. We can have whatever we want, right? But if we open our eating window with um, salad or a soup, or, you know, like a healthy appetizer, um, as opposed to like Cheez-Its and, or potato chips and chip dip or something like that. But like, I love to open my window with these, these green beans. They're Parmesan oven roasted or air fryer, uh, Parmesan green beans. I have them at my blog, DonnaReach.com. I gave them to my daughter the other day who was here working. Uh, she's my uh, editing assistant and she was like, Mom, this is like eating French fries. They're that good. You just you you make them with Parmesan and oil and egg, and then you roast them in your oven. And they're finger foods. I love to open my window with those green beans. I also like to open with my home style green beans. Um, but this is a finger food, right? Um, sometimes I'll open it with uh, cheese and crackers. I know the crackers are a little bit of a junky food, but kind of a more real food aspect to it with cheese or with cheese spread that I make homemade um, or uh, with a salad. And so I've really been trying to open my window with a salad a lot. I, I said last week I love to make um, croutons in my air fryer. But, you know, opening your window with what you want your body to crave. I mean, that could be meat, you know, if you if you need more protein or whatever. If you really like meat, it could be meat. So that's just an idea of of using your eating window time to affect when your body goes into fat burning as well as kind of, you know, what you'll crave a little bit. So um, that's another lesson I learned. And uh, then I um, want to talk a little bit about motivation through self-talk. Um, I have tons of different motivational things. I'm going to put it all together in one place because I have a lot of people asking about the different things because I talked about the physical closing and opening the window, walking away from the refrigerator and speaking uh, what you're doing, um, uh, brushing your teeth. I talked about uh, saying window is closed, windows, you know, window is closed. Um, uh, next week, I believe I have down to teach more about the five second rule because there's not enough time in the podcast to teach everything I want to teach. So anyway, but our uh, Plexus team has been studying the book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shed. It's going to be in the show notes um, anyway. And it's an old, old paperback book. I believe it was the 1970s. And in it, he teaches about how um, the brain will do whatever it's the brain will do whatever it's told. It's super compelling research based. Uh, the premise of it is super compelling and research based. How uh, if you tell your brain that you are successful at intermittent fasting or you tell your brain that you are thin 
or you tell your brain that you are in control, whatever it might be, that your brain takes that information and believes it and makes you act accordingly. Now, this might sound a little bit uh, crazy, <laughs> and I understand, you know, I'm a Christian, and so when I first heard about this book, I was like, I don't want any kind of voodoo going on. Um, but the research is compelling, and the brain research nowadays, if you get on TED Talks or YouTube, it's, it is super amazing what our brains can do and, you know, what they were created to do. And one of those things is to take in information and to act on it. And so uh, what he is, his premise is, and through, and again, the research is there, his premise is that it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Your brain believes whatever you tell it. And so we need to reprogram our brains to believe that we are whatever we want to be in terms of our intermittent fasting. Now, before you turn this off completely and say that's hogwash, Let's go back to something that's super real, super true, super obvious. All right. We see people all the time who are mistreated by spouses or their parents or something like that. And they are told something. They're told, for example, a child, teenager even can be told that by their parents that they're good for nothing, that they'll never amount to anything, that they uh, have no skills. Uh, that they're lazy and all of these things. They can, a, a child can be told this. A teenager, a spouse, unfortunately, could also. I mean, it's unfortunate in every situation. But what happens to the person who's told that? Are those things true? That person could be highly intelligent, but maybe you know ADD or maybe just you know out of focus or whatever. But that child and then teen is told that they're stupid, that they, they never amount to anything and so forth. So even though that person is very, very, very smart, it doesn't matter because the brain was told repeatedly over and over again that the person was those things. So it believed it and that person acted on it. I don't think there's a better example of how of self-talk than that or of the brain believing whatever it's told. So I'm going, you, you need to get the book. Um, you can also go to my network marketing blog, The Organized Network Marketer, and my book study is up there if you want to watch the book study. Um, it's, it's applied to network marketing, but um, you can watch my book study there. Um, uh, so with the self-talk applied to intermittent fasting, daily intermittent fasting, there are primarily four areas that, and these are in the show notes, four areas that you can apply this to really, really well and really easily. The first one he calls self-talk, and this is where you tell your brain what you want it to believe. So for me, I tell my brain in the mornings, I tell my brain that I weigh 150 and I wear a size 8 and I am a successful intermittent faster because I have self-control, I have self-regulation, I do not taste bites of food before my fast, I, I successfully keep the fast, I'm energized from the fast, and um, I wait, I never eat outside of my eating window, and um, I tell myself this, 
my brain believes it and I am a better faster. All right. I know this sounds a little hinky, but um, trust me, it really, really does work. You've got to read the book. So uh, that is one way, self-talk. And so I taught you talk to yourself um, in the first person, I, and in current tense. I weigh 150 pounds. I wear a size eight. I, you know, I do my planks every morning um, because I am self-regulated. I have self-control. Uh, food doesn't control me. I control food. Um, just all kinds of things that you can tell yourself about yourself that will make you be more successful. The next one is self-write. He talks about writing, uh, writing out things to yourself, and you can write it out, and then you can read it each day. It only takes two or three minutes a day to do self-talk. Um, there's also an app, I'll put that in the show notes, called Think Up, and that is an app that you speak it into it, and then you listen to it each day. So you can listen to it while you're getting ready, while you're brushing your teeth. It only takes two or three minutes a day to use that app. Self-write, you can write it and then speak it into there, or you can just write. You can just write a sentence or two each day. You know, I am a successful intermittent, daily intermittent faster. Um, I uh, put my body into fat burning because I do not eat during the fasting window. I fast for 16 or 18 or 20 hours a day, whatever it is. Um, then he talks about self-conversation, where you talk back and forth with yourself. That's another way, you know, that you can say, you know, you're doing really great today. Thanks. I'm really working hard at it. I believe in daily intermittent fasting, and I believe that um, I know I'm getting great results from it and so forth. And the last one is one that I talked about last week a little bit, and that is self-singing. So anyway, um, that is one reason why I actually put the the Disco Inferno, made the parody for Fasting Inferno, the song that I had at the beginning of the episode, because I wanted to be able to sing Burn, Body, Burn, Fasting Inferno, Burn, Body, Burn, Burn the Fat All Out. I wanted to be able to sing that to myself, um, and I wanted to help others be able to sing that to themselves as well. So you can use that. Um, I'll put the link to that in the show notes, too. Um, so that you can get to that blog post about it. The blog post, the song is at YouTube, Fasting Inferno, uh, Donna Reish. Um, but it is, there's a blog post at DonnaReish.com, my blog, that has all the words to it in one place. The, the YouTube video does have the words on the screen, but um, at the blog has all the words um, in one place if you want to print them off or something. So anyway, so that is what I've learned and lessons for listeners and so forth. I'm going to run out of time to talk about the Plex supplements. Um, so I'm just going to go into that a little bit. This is the point where, if you remember, I, um, I let you guys drop off if you do not want to hear about supplementation. So I'm just going to give us a little music to change the topic. So I'm going to move into supplementation. And thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you can stay on and hear about the Plexa supplements, or you can jump off and join me next time. Thanks a lot. All right. Um, 
I'm going to run out of time to talk very much about the Plexa supplements, but they will be in your show notes. And I talked a lot about them at the end of episode six. So head over there also to listen to that. Uh, you can also go to my store and look up the products that I'm describing. Um, and that's also in the show notes. So uh, last week I talked about, or the previous weeks I've talked about the four main weight loss ones, the pink drink, which is Plexa Slim, uh, the two accelerators, uh, fat accelerators, uh, accelerator and boost, and uh, then block. Uh, block blocks up to 48% of carbohydrates and makes you feel full. So those are like our ones that really focus on weight management, weight loss. But um, the kind of funny thing about that is that we actually have one group of products that has been clinically studied and proven uh, proven to aid in weight loss. And the clinical studies are also at my store. And that is called the Triplex. And the Triplex is a combination of three products, Plexus Slim, the pink drink, BioCleanse, which is a magnesium supplement. So if you have a lot of inflammation or you have a lot of pain or you have magnesium deficiency, which many of us do, or you have irregularity, you have um, constipation, that type of thing, uh, BioCleanse is not like a big cleanse. It's just a daily product that is uh, magnesium-based and oxygenizes the blood, gives energy, helps with sleep, helps with elimination, and helps with uh, pain and inflammation. And then the third one is ProBio5, which is our probiotic that is also an antifungal, and it um, destroys bad bacteria and gives you good bacteria. So if you are into fasting for a while and you find you still have a lot of cravings, then you might have yeast, candida yeast, that needs to be eliminated. And you can't just take a probiotic to eliminate that because you need to get rid of the bad bacteria and replenish the good. So ProBio5 is the only probiotic that I know of that has the antifungals to fight the bad and then the good strains to give you the good strains. That is the, the clinical studies are at my store and I'm happy for you to call me or text me and tell you more about how you could utilize these products in your intermittent fasting journey. Again, you don't need to, to be in my group, uh, the intermittent fasting journal Facebook group and to be taught by me every week. So thanks a lot for joining me. And um, we will talk more about all of these things in week nine. That is when my spark got hot. I heard somebody say, burn, body, burn. Fasting and burn, oh, burn, body, burn. Burn my fat all out. Burn, body, burn. Fasting and burn, oh, burn, body, burn. Burn my fat all out. Up above my head, I saw. Yeah.